0: I think I'm going to do that every time, Rena. <laughs> Welcome to another episode
1: of YouCast, everybody. <laughs> Kendra is making faces at me over
0: Zoom, which y- y'all will never see because we're never sharing the
1: video. We should.
0: We so, should not. She said, I'm pushing record, and then I made a squishy face like your three-year-old would, and it turns out I didn't think I had that much collagen left, but I did. <laughs> anyway it was really funny in your uh, size
1: matter coffee cup
0: guys <laughs> okay. my friend got me this coffee cup that I'm using right now it holds a half a pot of coffee jesus it is well literally almost the size of my head turns out it's the size of my head without one of the chins
1: if you if you were put it if you were to put it next to your chin it would go all the way up to your eyebrows which chin this one. The first one <laughs> <laughs> the normal one with the bone <laughs>
0: not the extra one that's saving me from um like hitting the pavement
1: (laughs) you know that we all have especially when we're like oh my god you know sometimes I feel like our our episodes just you and I have no structure but really it's good
0: (laughs) well it is good I have to tell you two funny stories about the internet before we get started okay Uh, so people share unsolicited advice on the internet. (laughs) Really? Uh huh. So two things this week really had me like, wow. Uh, one was a friend of mine who has, she's here in Cedar Rapids, her Instagram and Facebook handle is called happily Evans after her name's Ashley. And she Mm has a bajillion and 57,000 followers. I don't know a lot anyway. She did a video when we had this ice storm the other day of her husband out putting salt on her mom's sidewalk. So his mother in law's sidewalks, um, which was a nice thing to do. And she was taking a video and saying, oh, that's so nice of you to help her out. And he said, well, I don't want anything to happen to my free babysitter. I mean, my mother in law, (laughs) (laughs) which is very funny. Some Karen came waltzing up into the comments of course. And, said, and I was shocked. Like I expected, I expect things to be said, but this woman said, you know, salt is really bad for concrete. <laughs> and Ashley's response was so good. She said, concrete's really bad for your bones. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm, you preach that girl. So wow. anyway. That made me laugh. And then, on my own Facebook page, on my professional page, which is called Ken, I have two pages, which somehow I need to combine them the way Facebook made some changes I could. I don't know, But one's called Kendra Aris and one's called Kendra Aris van Kirkov. But the Kendra Aris one, I posted about some before and afters of a teeth whitening treatment that I recently did, which was oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely amazing. Like I can't use crest white strips. Well, I've never been impressed with like the results anyway, but, they make my teeth too sensitive. And so this company sent this to me and was like try it out. And I was super impressed and no sensitivity. One time I even left them on for like 45 minutes. They're supposed to be on for 15. Um, just to see if it would make my teeth sensitive, and it absolutely didn't. Anyway, fast forward. Um, so I post the results, and this girl got in there and said, White teeth are not healthy teeth. <laughs> and then went on about how ivory, like from like an elephant's tusk. Mm-hmm. isn't white in and anyway so a couple of dental hygienists or dental professionals got into the comments and i was like please and she says you shouldn't be doing this unhealthily and i was like please don't assume i'm being unhealthy i checked the active ingredients and i talked to um, my dentist about it and the active ingredient in the stuff is six percent hydrogen peroxide but that isn't why we're here but it was just interesting to me i was like you're uns-. so i said unsolicited advice is unhealthy as well <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the algorithm boost, boost, sis. Right?
1: That's and that's what people don't understand. Like, they just uh, anyway. Is so. What are we talking about today?
0: We're not talking about elephant tusks. I can tell you that we're not. I figured that.
1: You said you weren't going to tell me until we were on the air when we were yeah. talking. About
0: okay, so this is a subject that we've talked about a lot in the U Academy. In fact, our U Academy is surrounded by this. Um, concept of, um, of of cycle planning and understanding your cycle. And I want to wipe out a couple of like myths about it because there's two things that people say that I hear a lot of where they're not even interested in looking into this concept for their life. They're Mm -hmm. like, I can't plan everything around my cycle, Mm -hmm. um, which is completely true for most people. Mm -hmm. Um, and they say, oh, well I've had. A hysterectomy or I i don't get a period for this reason or that. Pardon me. I'm like chugging coffee and burping now. That's so attractive. Don't. Anyway, <laughs> I don't have to say everything out loud. You don't. you don't have to say the quiet parts out loud, Kendra. Let's write that a hundred times. Anyway.
1: Uh Oh, we're frozen. I don't know if it's her or me. We're going to pause. All right. So we had a little technical difficulties. If technology is great when it works and when it doesn't, you know, we have these things happen.
0: So anyway, well, they don't know they've just fast forwarded like 15 minutes in time of a lot of frustration and stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me pick it back up. So we talked a lot about cycle planning. Um, and a lot of women say that Planning their life, their business, whatever around their cycle is not feasible because one, they can't plan everything around that because the rest of the world doesn't revolve around their cycle and where they're at. And B, a lot of them don't have a cycle they feel because they, um, don't, they they either had a hysterectomy or they're, they've gone through menopause or they're on like an IUD or something where they don't, um. Have a physical present cycle anymore. So, and where this comes from is Alex Koble Franks Frakes Frax Frakes Frakes. I don't know what that was. <laughs> it's me feeling like why can I not get this woman's name right after this many freaking years? That's what it is. Anyway. It's pressure. You're under pressure right now. I'm under pressure. Um, she uh is the founder and CEO of the agenda period, where she teaches women to plan around their cycle. And she's speaking at our conference, but she's not speaking specifically on that. She's speaking on writing a book and how cycle planning um can help you get your book written in 90 days, which is great. Mm-hmm. So what I want to talk about today is how we, because we're both premenopausal yeah. and have been for a minute um you went off of birth control a while ago I have not I did not cycle for a very long time and I would like to talk about our personal experiences because we've used cycle planning um both of us have used it but not in the same way and uh because I haven't had a physical period in forever and and she'll say oh you can follow the phases of the moon Mm -hmm. which I actually don't do but I still utilize cycle planning. So I'd like to kind of just talk about what we do and um, how we utilize it and how it's, how it's changed things, because I just think people need their minds open to how this could completely blow the lid off of uh, their understanding of the world.
1: Yeah. I agree. I think it's a great topic for us to discuss today. And frankly, I'm kind of glad that it's this and not. I don't know. I don't know what could have possibly been
0: the other topic, but I was prepared. (laughs) I didn't want you to. I didn't want you to prepare for it because I didn't want it to be like a a sale of of this. I wanted it to be our actual experience on what because anytime somebody like introduces you to any sort of thing that's supposed to help your productivity, right? Like you utilize some of it and pieces of it, but not always all of it. And I think we tend to be real all or nothing thinkers. Don't you think?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so in fact, my, when I first started tracking my cycle, I, well, before I started tracking my cycle, I just assumed that my periods were irregular and that's a very common thought I've, i soon learned. Um, and they, I thought they were irregular because sometimes they would come know towards the beginning of the month sometimes they'd come towards the middle of the month sometimes they'd come at the end of the month and i had no idea about the four different phases of um, of the menstrual cycle i thought a period was just when you bleed so i i learned so much and it's sad that i learned all of this information in my 40s and not when i was a teenager when it all happens when it all started.
0: Well, Um, yeah, I think I thought, I thought you have your period week and then you have the week before that sucks and then everything else was normal.
1: Yes. That's exactly what I thought as well. So I, I learned that my periods are not in fact irregular. They are very normal. They just happen 21 days apart instead of the normal 28 days, which sucks. Also, I'm really glad to have that knowledge. So that was the first part of understanding my own body. And then the second part was understanding how I felt during each phase. And, um, from a a productivity perspective that helped me understand why I didn't feel like doing anything certain times of the month and other times of the month, I I was like, I'm going to conquer the world. And then I wouldn't the next week. And I, well, and
0: I, I think what we do as women too, is we falsely identify that as motivation.
1: Yes, we do. Like we have so much, I, yes, that's exactly what we do. I, look at me. I've got so much motivation this week. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to write this paper. I'm going to reach out to 20,000 people this week. And, the, and then, and then, and then we move out of that phase, which is the follicular phase. And we move into um, uh, the ovulation phase. And we're like, yep, I am gonna, I'm still gonna take on the world, and this is still fantastic. And look at me, everybody loves me, and I look so good today. Like that's legit how we how we feel. Like we don't, it may not be a, a conscious acknowledgement of all of it. And then we move into the luteal phase, which is two weeks out of the month. So in my case, because my cycle is 21 days, that is 14 days. So I have seven full days of period follicular and ovulation phase. So my time to be motivated and do the things and, and conquer the world is I, I don't get as much as everybody
0: else. <laughs> well, you know what? That explains a lot because I feel like as your friend and some, I feel like, man, this bitch is in the luteal phase all the time. All the time. Too. Yes. All the time. Too. Cause you mentioned it. Not Me, heard? Heard? Yeah. 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 Which, here's the, here's the first myth. myth I want to bust about it. Just because you're in the luteal phase or in a different phase that may have your energy low, doesn't mean you just sit on your ass and do nothing,
1: Right, but it
0: means that you are nicer to yourself when you don't show up as you do when you're ovulating and you're nicer to yourself when you're in a different, when you're in a different phase and you can plan differently. You know, when you're, when you got the world by the ass and you're ready to rock and roll, you're, you know then the next week when things change or a week and a half, when things change, you you'll beat yourself up. And it's just, it's just not fair. Bottom line.
1: And, and having that knowledge. So I, I uh, recently had a disagreement with somebody and I was telling a friend of mine that I was in luteal phase and she said, you cannot blame it on the luteal phase. She said, don't take away what you're feeling simply because you're in the luteal phase. And I said that's a valid point, and I'm I'm not, but I do recognize that I'm far less tolerant of certain things, a lot of things, when I'm in the luteal phase.
0: Yeah, I think understanding that is, is you know, you may they talk about cycle planning, like hey, you should plan your sales calls around this part of your cycle because you're more bold and you're more confident, and you should plan like your uh you know. a a week of yoga and relaxation during this week, which is all great uh, in theory, but it doesn't always pan out that way Uh, because uh, like the rest of the world isn't revolving around your cycle, but you understanding how you react to things. And, you know, you might be quicker to apologize when it's time to apologize because you understand that you might be more aggressive or um, reactive to something where you wouldn't be in a normal time. I just think that part of it and understanding what your cycle means and when you can track it and understand it and then you will start to get like oh okay this makes sense to me yep then you can predict when your ovulation phases and i always share this story you've heard it a million times but maybe our audience hasn't um one of the things that ovulation does to us is it makes your face more symmetrical physically yeah. the fluid in your face balances to a more symmetrical place. And I mean, we all know there's days you look in the mirror and you could literally be the same the same weight and eating the same diet every day and whatever. And all of a sudden your face like looks better than it did the day before. And you're like, hmm, have I lost some weight? You get on the scale, you're like, no. Or, you know, whatever the situation, like why do I look so good? It's because evolution is trying to let the men know that, it's that, time to procreate <laughs> that you're in heat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. And here, but here's also something really important about understanding where you are in your cycle. Even though my luteal phase is two weeks out of 21 days for it, which is absolute shit. Let me tell you the knowledge that I am going to feel certain things that knowledge, just, just the knowledge allows me to, um, uh, how do I want to word? How do I want to say this?
0: Well, like, you won't overload your
1: schedule during well, that time. Yes, but but also having the awareness because we can't change something that we don't understand, right? Like we um we don't if we don't understand why we're acting the way that we're acting, then we're just going to continue to act the way that we're acting. But having the knowledge that during this these two weeks, um, things are going to potentially be this way and making an effort to um not be that way or being like yep yeah, that's that's how I am in the Luteal phase and making that change. Like it, it's
0: I, I'm not saying this the way that I want to say it. When, well it's like predicting the future. Better, like imagine I, I imagine if for those of us that have teenagers or have been teenagers where the mood swings are probably a little deeper, a little little swingier. Like if you yeah. knew your teenager was coming into a luteal phase you as a person would have a lot more grace for their for their crap yes and so it's just like treating yourself as that teenager where you know a little bit yeah and you know for years and centuries even I mean they burned women at the stake for being crazy and it all and really they were <laughs> really just luteal <laughs> um but you know w- women have been um institutionalized and they have been put away and they have been called horrible names because their cycles are can be unpredictable and they and they and, and you literally do feel crazy sometimes not everyone does but some people do and yeah. it's good to acknowledge that where you could be like okay this is not the day yeah that that I'm going to like make phone calls or this is the day that I'm going to like call all my past due uh, invoice and get my invoicing done for people that are past due because I ain't taking any shit off anybody today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's day, um, 24
0: of this, right. (laughs) Or, you know, day like 14 through 21 for you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, but that it's so it's the knowledge of that, um, you know, as far as like your face being symmetrical, like what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Well, this may be the day that you schedule a photo shoot, or if you do videos, you may do that because sometimes you can't stand the look of your face. We all we can't all stand the look of our face or the like sound of our voice or whatever, you know, sometimes we are so hypercritical of ourselves. And if you know, over these two or three days, you'll be less hypercritical. Wouldn't you plan those things for that time if you could? Absolutely. And the other
1: thing that I really enjoy telling the people, the women of the academy is when you know that you're in the, in the luteal phase and you're not, you have zero shits to give, um, that is the day that you, these, that's the week that you call all the people that you're afraid to call any other time of the month. Right. But here's the key. Then schedule those meetings with those people while, for while you're in the luteal phase or the um, ovulation phase. Because your sales will be higher. You're yeah, they're going to appreciate, especially if they're men, they're gonna be like subconsciously attracted to you because your face is symmetrical and you're giving off all these pheromones. Right. So they they're more oh. apt to <laughs> it's like <laughs> my ovulation phase brings all the boys to the yard.
0: Oh my God! Oh gosh! Please accept this moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. so this is not technical difficulties, but my face hurts. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh God bless America! No, I, I get it, and I feel like we're kind of preaching. And you know, it, I think understanding that we that we do cycle over. 21 to 28 to 32 days or whatever it is for you is good. And also to know that men cycle on a 24-hour cycle. They do. And that's that's what our workday has been made off of because There's, men were the ones doing the work. And all of the, prior
1: to the agenda period that I'm aware of, all of the period tracking apps have been created by men. So they're not taking into consideration all of those things. And they are not syncing your cycle with your business and your productivity. They're simply tracking your cycle so you can use your body to to get pregnant or understand your body enough to get pregnant. So that's a huge difference, like as far as I'm aware. And and Alex is quite very, very um, aware, acutely aware is what I was trying to say, of the concern about tracking your period in the current state of our country. And so you have the ability to download the app if you want, and it'll sync to your Google calendar, um, or you can bring a paper planner. You can still use the app and track your cycle on your own and still get the information. Right. But because, um, we do have two different cycles, like you didn't have one. What did you do? Like when you first learned about this, you're like, I'm not going to use it because I don't have a period.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I was on an IUD for 15 years and was on a period or I didn't have my period for 15 plus years. Um, and then, well, and before that I did, um, all the birth control I've done pretty much for the last 20 years has kept me from having a period. I didn't want children. I, I still don't have children. I'm 44 years old. And, um, So having a period was not something I was interested in. Um, So when people told me about this, I was like, well, it doesn't really apply to me because I don't have a period. So uh, what I learned was you. So you can go by phases of the moon, the moon is a really powerful thing. Um, And if you don't believe in that I would direct you to the ocean, where it's straight up like runs the tides and stuff. So if the, oh, if the moon is powerful enough to move tides in the ocean, it's powerful enough to probably affect you as well. And everybody that's ever worked in a hospital, a nursing home or a daycare will tell you that a full moon is a real thing. So you can track it by that, but you can also, if you learn about it, and this is what I did, um, you can kind of guess where you're at. So if you know that, you feel more on top of the world and your face is looking really good during this ovulation cycle, you can plug it into a period tracking app and that this is your ovulation and it will kind of predict what they are. So if you still have your ovaries, you will still cycle. And even if you don't have your ovaries, you still cycle. It's just a different, it's just different because you're missing some of the hormones. And it depends on if you're on hormone replacement and that will all change it as well but, but women's bodies still cycle regardless. And even into menopause, there's still cyclical things that happen mm-hmm. and I haven't got there yet, but I'm definitely premenopausal and I just had a hysterectomy. So at, I went through maybe five or six months between not having a period at all because I was on an IUD and then I had a hysterectomy. So there's only five or six months and I tracked it very carefully during that time. Cause I was actually having a cycle and, um, So I was able to just learn a lot about myself. That break was really educational for me. And that would be one piece of advice I would have for women that are maybe like using an IUD or something, take a break for a quarter or half a year and do some cycling uh, tracking so you can see where you're at. But the bigger thing that I think understanding um, how women cycle has done for me is understanding how other people tick and understanding and understanding that maybe if somebody seems bitier than usual, Mm -hmm. they, they might not be just a bitch. (laughs) They, they, they may be in a different phase of their cycle. And I think just understanding how women tick, we often say, women often say, oh, I don't really get along with other women. And I think it's just because there's cyclical, um, like like you know, opposite ends of a magnet. Sometimes you just don't get along for that reason alone, yes. because you're in you're in different places. And I think understanding how women tick is really, really powerful, and um, it's very
1: powerful. And
0: it's so powerful, in fact, that um, the book that Alex
1: wrote that she's going to talk about is called "Menstruation," and it's a field guide for men to understand the women in their lives. For that reason, because under
0: making that, instead of saying. Are you PMSing is at that time of the month <laughs> it's probably a bad it's probably a bad question to ask I think you have experience with that didn't you ask one of your friends that one time I did I absolutely did um
1: I asked Amy we were going to watch a Hawkeyes game and she just was not in a great mood and um I said are you in the luteal phase by chance <laughs> and she looked at me and she goes how does she say this um what what good will knowing that do and I was like okay (laughs) note to self don't ask Amy if she might be in the living space we hang out enough that there's a she doesn't I don't think she's on a 21 day cycle but we hang out enough that we're real close in that (laughs) so Mm -hmm. we at least have
0: that knowledge Well, and, you know, I think it's, I, I don't know if you've got teenagers or teenagers in your life, I think it's a, I mean, I think about all the ways we dog on teenage girls mm-hmm. and, and their cycles, their bodies are just figuring it out. So they're not super um, consistent or regular and yeah. um, this the mood swings can be really deep. And I know I have two teenagers in my house right now, a 14 year old and a 16 year old. And people ask me you know, when I tell people that they're like, Oh God, you know, they kind of get like that. Like, that sounds terrible. I can't think of anything worse. And I have a great relationship with them. They're my stepdaughters to be clear. Um, But I think a lot of it now has to do with one me. I've had to, (sighs) I've had to kind of come to had a coming to Jesus meeting with myself about my own cyclical issues and realizing some of them are, cycle issues, and some of them are brain issues. And having an understanding of what what your cycle does to your, you know, your personality and your mood and um, the way you feel about things is one thing. And then having the understanding that, oh, this is more than that. And perhaps you need a prescription, Kendra. And it turns out <laughs> I did need a prescription. And I am on a prescription now. I take Lexapro, and it has been unbelievably helpful to me to balance things out entirely. And I would have been two years ago, I would have three years ago, well, prior to 2020, I would have been embarrassed to say I was taking a a medication like that to help me. But it is, and and I know I have a good relationship with my teenagers now, as healthy as a relationship with teenagers can be, because I also give them grace when they're acting out of sorts. Like, instead of being like, what the fuck's her problem? I'm like, oh yeah. And I'll say, uh, what do you do to get your period? And they'll be like, Oh, I started today or, you know, in a few days. Cause I've taught them to know when it's coming and, and then, it, you know, we don't have to talk about it. I don't have to be like, well, that makes sense. You're being a, a total hose right. beast today. Right. <laughs> I'll just be like, okay. So and sometimes I'll say the same to my husband, like, Hey, give her a break. She's
1: yeah. That. And that's a big deal. And, and asking for what you need and, and understanding, understanding what you need during that time to make you, um, happier, I guess. So when I was an adult, I have an older brother, he's five years older than me. So when I was, uh, like 12, 13, my brother left the house. So it was just me and my dad <laughs> Oh God! formidable teenage years. Uh. And, um, when I was an adult, I was in my, I don't know, late thirties, maybe early forties. I don't remember exactly, but an adult, adult, an actual adult. Um, we were having a family dinner one night and my dad said, if I could do it all over again, I'd take two boys any day. And I was sitting right next to him, right next to him. And I was like, Oh, thanks dad. And he's like, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, as a matter of fact, I don't. And he goes, girls have hormones and it's just a lot. (laughs) It's like, I understand that that comment had no malice behind it. The intent was, was simply just to like express how difficult it was to raise a hormonal teenage girl.
0: But you know, boys, boys, oh, come on, hold on. No, you're good. What's going on? Uh, Send a voicemail. Okay. Got it. Uh, Boys, boys cycle too. And, but Mm -hmm. here's the difference. My teenage girl gets into, um an altercation, a a disagreement, if you will, with her best friend. Mm -hmm. Um, and it happens all the time and, and it's a two week long process to work it out. And it is devastating. And, you know, first we're, we're mad and we're psycho and we're crazy and we're, and then we're sad and we go through, you know, all these phases of grief and we think we're losing a friend and it's the end of the world and blah, blah, blah. And, and boys on the other hand, and I'm not saying they always do this, but it's like, the 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 conflict boils, it comes to a head, it gets like taken care of, and they're either friends or they're not. And this yep. all happens inside of like a day, maybe two, because they cycle on a twenty four hour cycle. <laughs> they're gonna duke it out, they're gonna apologize, or they're gonna move on. Like it it is what it is. And I I don't you know they they just cycle quicker. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think either of them are easier to deal with, honestly.
1: I, well, so a little, because my brother is five years older than me and because he was raised in a, his first five years in a different house, he was, uh, because he's my, so he's my half brother, but my dad adopted him and raised my dad, uh, raised the both of us. So his first five years of his life were with a completely different family for four years of his life, completely Mm -hmm. different family. I mean, our mom was the same, but then the first five years of my life were with my dad. So even though we grew up in the same household, the first, our first definitive years were drastically different. My brother Mm -hmm. was way more passive and accepting than I am because of that,
0: because Mm
1: -hmm. he was. So I think at knowing that now, I think when my dad said that it was more about the fact that my brother was just super chill and I was not because I was raised
0: differently. Well, and maybe he was just going to be more chill than you. I mean, I have a sister, we're 18 months apart and we are completely different, you know, twins that grow up in the same environment. One will be more chill and one will be more high strung or, or more yeah. passionate. Let's say it like that. That's nicer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the personalities are different for a lot of different reasons and, and bo- boys and girls entirely. So I think, I just think, I we, we, we don't have to beat the dead horse, but I think knowledge is so much power mm-hmm. and understanding yourself is powerful. Understanding how other people take is powerful, uh, having the ability to give somebody grace because, uh, their, uh, hormones are in a place is, I mean, what a gift.
1: And, and I think it's really important to notice, to note that no one has to know that you're syncing your schedule with your cycle. No one has to know. If you, if someone says, let's have a meeting at Tuesday on Tuesday at 10 AM, and you know, Tuesday is the day that you are either going to start your period or it's the 24th day. You can just simply say, I'm not available that day. Mm -hmm. Like No one has to know. We live in this society where, where women have to explain everything. Mm -hmm. And, And if you go to anybody and say, no, I'm sorry, I, I, can't uh, have a meeting that day because I'm going to start my, that's the day that my period's supposed to start. Everybody's going to be like, who fucking cares?
0: Right. So don't explain it. <laughs> but even, but even just having the understanding, like, oh, I have this meeting and I'm on day 24 or my period's supposed to start. Or like even having the knowledge of that puts you in a different mindset when you go into the meeting to, yes. you know, take an extra deep
1: breath or to like wear an outfit that makes you feel powerful, no matter what phase you're in. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. To just I, show up a little differently, give yourself a little bit more time to get ready in the morning, yep. you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. There are things that can be done. So when people say there's no way that I could sync my cycle to my business, that's just simply not true. It's just going to take effort in order to make it happen. And then when you yeah. get into a regular routine of understanding where you are in your cycle and the things that you can do to make that day better is just going to be that much better for you. Like life is going to be so much more enjoyable.
0: Right. A hundred percent. And, and I had, so I had my hysterectomy, um, I think I'm at about five weeks right now ago. And first of all, I can't say absolutely enough about the team at Iowa Women's Health Center. Dr. Rexroth did my surgery. Um, and I know you've been seeing professionals at Iowa Women's Health Center as well for, hormone, uh, treatments, we're both being, doing uh, testosterone treatments and I'm working on some thyroid treatment and, and Rena's looking into that too. Uh, and what this, um, clinic does is help you with optimal hormone ranges, not just normal. Um, and I highly recommend we won't go into it forever because Rena knows I will get lost in the weeds talking about this. I'm really passionate about it. Uh, especially since I've seen how much it's changed, uh, my life, but um, I really recommend going in there. They do accept insurance. Not all of their treatments are covered by insurance, but many of them are. And um, I'm sleeping more than three or four hours for the first time in years on a regular basis. And that is a really big deal for me. So that's like, anyway,
1: the, Here, here's the other thing. So I'm glad that you brought that up because this is, I have been not optimal in my hormone levels for I don't even know how long and I just assumed that it was because I was overweight which I, I I was and I am and in the last year I've even gained more weight and I couldn't lose it there was nothing that I could do to get rid of it didn't matter how I ate didn't matter how I exercised like I would lose a few pounds and then they would come back mm-hmm. and so it's been super super frustrating for me because I'm just like what the fuck is wrong with me well It's hormones. (laughs) You need to make sure that you are at a place that you understand your cycle well enough to know this is how I'm going to feel. I'm going to feel drained during this time. I'm going to feel excited during this time. I'm going to feel like also in your ovulation phase, you are the horniest you will ever be in your (laughs) entire phase um, because your body is trying to procreate. Um, but if all of, if, if after knowing all of that and you still can't make any changes, like just understand that you should get your hormones checked and go to a place where your doctor will listen to
0: you because I was. I put you in optimal range. Yes. Cause they not, not all doctors will. In fact, most won't. Most
1: won't. In fact, the doctor that I had previously had asked her, I was like, can we do a hormone check? And she said, do a hormone check for what? Like what's the, like, it, it varies throughout your phase, throughout your cycle. And I was like, okay, but like, I don't, I don't know where, I don't know what optimal is for me, or I don't know what ideal is for me. And she's like, well, I mean, we can do it, but I don't
0: understand what the point would be. Okay. That's what my doctor said too. Actually her exact words were I can do it, but I'm not going to do anything about it.
1: Yeah. See, so that's absolute utter fucking bullshit (laughs) because we deserve as women to feel Amazing, and because just because your current doctor is not willing to do those things doesn't mean that there's not an answer for you someplace else. So, searching for a place that you can have your your levels checked, and some of my levels were in normal range, quote unquote, but they were not. But they were on the lower end, and all that range is is like the the eighty percent that
0: falls within. This particular spot, yeah, the population. So they test a population, Mm -hmm. and this was done a million years ago. Yep, mostly on men, I think. No, 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 not this one. Not these. No. No. So they test a population, and then they they take the eighty percent of people that, and they say, well, this is the normal range. Eighty percent is in normal. The ten percent that we're on the low end that's now considered low and the 10% on the high, like just learning that I was like, Oh, wait a minute. So this isn't based off of some sort of science that says if your thyroid levels are this and thyroid is a hormone too. And I Mm -hmm. don't think that we are and thyroid levels change over time. And yes, your weight has a lot to do with it. It does. And losing weight can help. But if you are on the struggle bus for to lose weight and your hormone levels aren't in an optimal place, I mean, what a, what a horrible mind fuck that is for you
1: yes absolutely like for years i i would go into my doctor my regular pcp and he would be like well you know it would be beneficial if you lost some weight and i had to go on um high blood pressure medicine last year which i resisted because i didn't feel like i should have to <laughs> <laughs> despite despite all of the things that were happening um it took him at least six months to convince me to go on high blood pressure meds. Because I was like, no, I should just be able to like reduce my stress and everything will be fine. Well, there's so much, there's so much more going on that he didn't even want to, he-, he It's
0: not it's not always just about motivation and reducing stress. And it, it's not always just about that. And if you get a doctor that will that will look into all of that stuff. And Rexroth, so I see Dr. Rexroth and you see one of his partners, a woman, um, what what is her name? Sashi Solomon. Yes. So we have good experiences with both. Um, and, but Rex, Dr. Rexroth told me, he's like, you know, in my previous practice, what I did, I didn't do any of these things and I didn't really believe in it. And he had had a change in his business. Um, and then started going this, this route. And it's a little bit more of a holistic route, but still with a lot of Western medicine involved. And I can say, I've been asking for a hysterectomy for 20 years because I have a history of cervical cancer and I have, um, I never wanted children like this. My, like my one, my friend Lee told me, she said, a uh, uh, uterus is just a trap for kids, for babies and cancer, get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I've talked to any other doctor, they've said, no, oh no, you didn't have kids. You haven't been married. You know, like I I'm married now, but I haven't been a lot of my adult life. And, you know, so no, we can't do that. And I don't even know, I don't even want to get into what kind of level of bullshit that is. I know what you guys are saying in your minds, but, um, he not only listened to me, but he did enough diagnostic testing, including ultrasounds that I've never had found a six and a half centimeter fibroid tumor that needed to come out before it got to be a huge, huge problem in my life. Um, and saved me from a lot of heartache and potential like heavy bleeding. And then you'd end up being anemic and like all the problems that come from that. Like the things that he saved me from by doing a simple ultrasound and finding something that insurance would cover this hysterectomy. And I'm telling you, I just, I can't, I'm so grateful. And and it all started with understanding my hormones and saying, oh, this doesn't seem normal. This is off for me. I wanna have a bigger conversation about this. Mm -hmm. And then, getting somebody to listen. And I'm, you know, if I, if I could empower the women younger than me, older than me behind me in this journey to, if you're not getting the answers that you want from the doctor that you're with to go find a doctor that will give you the answers that you need.
1: Yeah, totally. Absolutely. In fact, we were talking about all of this in the academy because this is part of business ownership, right? Like we have all of these other things that we're dealing with and we're trying to figure out how to navigate the world and build a business and whatever family, all the, all the things. And we were talking about it in the academy. And I don't remember what it was that you said that day, but I got on the website for while I was talking while, yes, while you were talking, I was like, I need to make an appointment. And, um, I had that same ultrasound and he also found, I don't remember what the size of the fibroid was, but it, a decent sized fibroid in my uterus as well. And so he was like, here, here are our options. We do nothing and wait and see, we put you on meds, but that's all hormonal. And you don't, you've already said that you don't want that. So he respects what you say. Mm -hmm. Um, The other option is surgery. And I was like, okay, but (laughs) here's my concern about the surgery. And he's like, these are all the reasons why you shouldn't be concerned about that.
0: And um, I don't know what your reasons for, for being concerned about surgery were, but uh, because, and I, I've got to get going here in a minute. So I don't want to close this out. Mm-hmm. I will say, and I know it's not for everybody, the easy, I've been through three major surgeries in the last year and a half. This was so easy to recover from. Yeah. Yeah. If that was your concern,
1: <laughs> that's part of it. Cause I live alone and you know, I'm, I know I'm going to be exhausted, but anyway, you, um, I also have to go. I just looked at the time we've been doing this for this one's a long episode.
0: <laughs> you know what? They're all going to be long. I think we just need to, to get over it. They're going to be long. People are going to listen all the way because it's good information. <laughs> it, 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 we, we do, and we're funny as hell. But we want to know, moving forward in this conversation, do you have any other questions? Um, you can send them to us on the U Conferences page. I believe you can send them to us right through Spotify um, or Anchor as well. I think I have it set up that way. But do you have questions about this? Is there anything that you're concerned about? Has this been eye-opening to you? Do you know, like, how do we continue this conversation about women in business and hormone cycling? I say yes, but you guys tell me.
1: Yeah. There's, there's so much more that we could discuss. Um, Also, you let us know what you want us to talk about on our next, uh, on our next UCAST episode that is just Kendra and I, because also remember we have guests that we interview as well. So our next, I don't know, what are we calling this, this kind of episode? Like it. I don't know. We'll come up with a name. Well,
0: we're going to have to come up with something because I just drew a, an, an entire blank and I'm like, oh, <laughs> she's asking me a question and my brain is just trying to run away.
1: <laughs> I know. I, I was like, there's got to be a word for this kind of episode. Anyway. Um, so if you have questions about what we've talked about, how to get the, the agenda, all you have to do is go to the agenda um, period, like the dot com, the agenda.com, the, agenda.com. the agenda period.com. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I messed that up.
0: Um, anyway, the you can
1: Google it, you can, app, you can it, um, you do whatever you want there. You can ask questions, you can come to the conference and- You should come to the conference. Totally, sit in on uh, Alex's session if you want to learn more about all of that that stuff and um, send, us, send us ideas or questions that you want us to chat about in our next uh, couple session. <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh we 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 do tease each other a lot about this relationship that we have that is slowly going down the i mean and we love our lesbian friends and we just feel like we fit in now because we act like a married couple i swear it's terrible <laughs> i mean it's good oh
1: my god i love our friendship
0: <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> thanks everybody for listening we hope you stuck it out to the end and uh uh we look forward to- Our next episode and all the things, the questions you've got.
0: (laughs) Yes. We'll we'll see you in March. Let's get this. Let let let's. This is getting painful. Let's rip this bandaid off and hit end. (laughs) Great. Tickets. You can go to youconferences.com
1: and get our tickets, or you can go to Eventbrite and search for Unapologetically You and get your ticket. Those are going up in price very shortly. So unless you like the procrastinator special, take advantage of today and you can use uh, either of our names as a discount code and get $10 off your in-person or virtual ticket. All right. Everybody have a fantastic week and you'll hear us making fun of all kinds of stuff again very soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye.